devastating and very painful. I was asked to speak at many venues. I only accepted Rabbi Trump's invitation as extended to me on behalf of the Amalusa Yeshiva for one reason, and that's selfish. But Gumblat hit the nail on the head perfectly by speaking, comes alive, and Torah's mentioned, and you learn from him, he's still alive. And that's my Muhammad now that I hope to gain a little Muhammad because of how Rabbi Gumblat so eloquently stated the minute before. Ray Frankel said he spent many months, just months reading many articles and newspapers, Kaspadian, Debet Chizuk, never said a word until tonight. I'm not one to begin discussing with those kindness. That is not my relationship with him, that was not my relationship with him at all. Even though Well, Hashem, I could say, literally thousands of Shilas came through me from people around the world who had Shilas. Yes, with David, I brought Hashem as a to have the either vehicle. And many people. But I rather will limit myself to one small specific area tonight. Right. Frankel correctly mentioned when Oshko first wanted to come to print the first statement on Ramosha, the cancer of David, or David said to talk a statement about his goodness, what could you say? Unrelatable. But if you talk about Ramosha's chesed, his interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. that people can learn from, then it's Kedai to write the book. Ramosha's wife, Rebetzin it also said to learn from my husband's kindness, nobody can. I hope people can learn how to be a gentleman from him. I just want to change or add one point where I find the story. While I cannot relate or even hope to relate to those kindness, yes, it is true. He told himself, I'll say. Yes, it is true. By seven years old, he came to America at eight years old, where Frankel had that 100% correct. He knew Tanakh Balper. Tanakh means Yirmiya, Bethesco, and Eir, Balper. However, when Rabbi Brown, whom I knew a few times many years ago, probably did have. That was before my days, probably did test and have fun with Rabbi Rabbi as a young boy in Beit Medish. Rabbi had told me that he was tested similarly in Europe. As he was came to America at eight years old, which means at seven years old, he knew Tanakh Balter, that people in the Shvetl were testing him, and they gave him a cupic or whatever you call those coins. And with those extra cupics or whatever they call, he bought himself a watch, and he was proud to say he brought that watch with him to America. So yes, right, Frankel, people were testing him at eight years old at MPJ, but they were testing him in Europe before he even got here. I cannot relate to knowing Tanakh Baal at seven years old. I cannot understand and say, you know, but, you know Tanakh Baal at 65 years old. 
chesed that I was privy to and witnessed on a daily basis. My brother said I was with Rebellion for close to 40 years. Come out every single day.
my mind is focusing on it just so I was just thinking about a story, an episode that took place with Yosha ben David, but it's such a chiddush and hashkaf, and I have to say it was maybe latest to the Rosh Yeshiva because I was once late, the hours getting late in the evening. And also because Cherry Hill called text me last night with a question. As same question was asked me coming in here tonight. To clarify a story that's been quoted in the papers, and I don't know how it got out there. About the hat story. That's always my story. Um we were coming home from Lakewood from a chasna, Roshiv and Rebison and myself. <coughs> and Rebison goes into the car and tells Roshiv, did you hear something strange? A man, the Kyle of the man from Lakewood just came over to me and asked me about this hat story is true. What hat story is he talking about? What is, what's going on here? So I started laughing. Rebison said, what's so funny? I said, Rebison, it's my story. Yes, it's true. <laughs> the clarification is as follows. Again, this is just hit on. I'm not going to mention tonight's real Yeshua story to clarify in public what the hat story was. So many versions are on the papers. It was hilarious for me to read some of the versions. <laughs> for a while, many people in the Yeshiva circles, whether it's the Rebbe himself or his sons, an old Yeshiva friend, his family, was mentioned to him that his hat was a little bit out of shape. And he's going to be seen publicly at weddings, Simcha's meetings with Yudhali Yisrael and other functions and his hat is he's always in pictures and his hat is a little not to say this. He should get a new hat, he says, Kaptish. Lesnar, I don't need it. I, I don't need a hat. The summertime comes, Fanon's Mountain. I go to Rashid after Mitzvah when I'm taking home usually and I go driving. Now, after Mitzvah, there's no show in the afternoon because of summer vacation. Mitzvah's 1.30. Mine was 9.20. We had a long break. So I tell the Rashid, so Rebbe, let's go get a hat. You want to get a hat? Let's get a hat. So he says, okay. He went on the entire Yeshiva. The Rebbe or his sons, his Talmidim or Amhalas said to get a hat. He said, no, you suck against the gas to go to get a hat. And he said, yes. Now, the Williamsburg Bridge is 1.2 miles long. I went over that Williamsburg Bridge so fast, so he shouldn't change his mind. <laughs> <laughs> we pull up the Fedcraft in Williamsburg. So we come in, a young 40-ish-year-old man behind a counter comes out, says, that was nice of you, Shiva. Why aren't you here? So she looks at him and goes, You don't recognize me? He says, No. She says, Years ago, my grandfather owned the store. My father didn't want it, so I took it over afterwards. <coughs> and I was a little boy every time he had Sukkot vacation, Pesach vacation. I would come and hang out at my grandfather's store. Your mother, your Moshe's wife, would often call or sometimes call to the time for Moshe to get a new hat. So my grandfather was excited to get the call. He gathered three or four hats, pick them in a bag, and take me along with him as a little boy to Ramosha's house and watch Ramosha put on the hats and the Rebison would see if it's nice or it's well or not, and she'd decide which hat she wanted. So he goes, oh, I remember you're the little boy that was there. Yeah, 
said, Rabbi, what can I do for you? You need a hat? He goes, yes. What kind? I don't know, it's my problem. <laughs> Me? Hey, you wanted to get a hat. I said, no, I didn't. Why are you here? I said, Rabbi, you needed a hat. He goes, no, I don't. <laughs> so I asked Rashid why he came with me. He said to me, because I thought you wanted to buy a hat. <laughs> You're laughing. I stood mortified. Being <laughs> called a time is the appropriate question to ask right now. I said, what's your hand me? <laughs>
to skip this next story. My brother said the story's a home run. That's his word. Yonsenaz knows the story. It's only Nogayev here in the yeshiva here. An episode that took place in the Benefit's house, Rebbe Kesha, and Rebbe. At that point in the yeshiva, Rashid's basement, Rashid used to have people living there a year, two years, a month, three years. I broke the record, the first one to make it five years. I don't know who broke it after me. My last year, the repetitive basement, living there, I was already learning an MTJ. This is going back to 1981. I got up early because every Monday and Thursday, I was the last year, Ramesh would still come to Minion before we had a Minion in his house. So I wanted to come and dabble with Ramesh, so every Monday and Thursday, I would get up early and dabble in an MTJ. I wasn't yet on the attendance list. I wasn't anyone in attendance with me. She was at that, so I was able to go away from Minion. And Reverend was in the kitchen saying, Glitch, tea or something for the Rashidas, the town, for the tenant. And she sees me leaving, where am I going, MPJ? She goes, You let me ask you a question. Is it true that the public eats the teacher chops in the mornings? Yes, sir. She goes, Well, tell him in my name. Pass him for the Mugadu to eat the teacher chops.
There's a mother in my school who has never divorced, has a child by us, and she go to her brothers and she asked for a brother to get married again. She got married. She went to her brother and asked for a brother to have a child. She has a child. A year later, she comes with the baby to her brother to show her brother, his brother's a Makuyan. So David says to her, so how many children do you have now by now? She goes, I have two, a boy from my first marriage, a boy from this marriage. So David says, two boys. Can't have girls. Next four children were girls. She never had another boy. <laughs> the power of his brothers is frightening. I already have 40 or 50 pages of my brother on stories of the brothers of Rebdala, which I'm not going to read 50 pages tonight. Again, I want to thank you for, for listening. I'm sorry if I was jumping all over the place from story I did throw, Shabbos cooking, brachos. I just wanted to give a brief description of my 40 years experience with Dabba. I didn't touch upon his important. I didn't touch upon his halakas. I also want to publicly thank so many people some sitting here in the back of the Beisnerish who called me to get chizuk as if I was an uncle for the past month. The support I've gotten from so many people this past month has been astounding. Here's a good